Hi everyone, it's great to be able to share some thoughts from God's Word with you today. As you've heard already, we are in week two of a new series called The Invitation. We are exploring together some of the invitations of Jesus in the Gospels, where he invites his followers to come to him. Last week, Roger spoke about the invitation, come follow. And coming up in weeks to come, we have invitations such as come rest, come drink, come see and others. And today we're thinking about the invitation, come be. We've heard the passage read for us in Mark chapter 4, where Jesus calls the 12. If you've got your Bibles there open, have a look at that again with me. In Mark uh, 3 verse 13, it says, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed 12 that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. Jesus called those he wanted that they might be with him, we're told. Jesus called his followers, he called them to come to him and then to be with him. Come be. And today I just want to unpack a bit about what it means to come and be with Jesus first, before anything else. I've got three short thoughts that I want to share with us this morning as we think about this passage and about Jesus' invitation. And the first thought is this one, is that any invitation depends on generosity. Any invitation depends on the generosity of the one who does the inviting. I don't know how you feel about parties and social gatherings. Some of us are introverts, some of us are extroverts, some of us love gatherings and some of us not so much. I know they're not everybody's cup of tea, but actually I love going to parties and get-togethers. One of the things that I found hard about this pandemic, amongst many hard things, has been the lack of social interaction and gathering socially with people. The days of big birthday celebrations or people coming together in a group to celebrate something feel like a long time ago, don't they? Let's hope it's not too long before those sorts of things are possible again. But the thing about a party or a significant celebration of any sort is that you only go if you've been invited. It's just not the damn thing, is it, to turn up to an event or to a party if you haven't been invited. You just wouldn't do that. You'd feel incredibly awkward and uncomfortable it wasn't very long ago that I went to a good friend of mine, she's called Louise. I went to Louise's wedding, but I didn't get an invitation through for ages. I waited and I waited to receive this invitation, but it never came. And I, I felt a bit awkward about it. I didn't know what to do. I started to think, you know, maybe I'm not invited after all. Maybe there were too many other guests. Maybe she's decided she can't fit me in. It felt a bit uncomfortable because of all of our friendship group seemed to have been invited. Now, fortunately, Louise rang me asking why I hadn't RSVP'd to her invitation and I could tell her that I hadn't received the invite. What had happened was that she'd sent that to my old address, it was all sorted, I was invited and I went and it was a great occasion. You only get the chance to celebrate and take part if you receive the invitation in the first place. So before we start thinking about responding to the call to be with Jesus, I just want us to pause and remember, first of all, that we've been invited. We've been invited by the most generous one of all. 
I was reminded as I was preparing for this of the story that Jesus told of the parable of the great banquet in Luke 14. Jesus tells a story of this big celebration where many were invited. Luke 14 verse 16 says this, as Jesus tells the story, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who'd been invited, come, for everything is now ready. Now, if you know that story, you'll know that people started to make excuses. They say things like, I've just bought a field and I've got to go and tend to it. And other excuses like that. And the master tells the servants to go out to the streets and just invite anyone and everyone to come. He says, verse 23, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. This is a parable about what God is like, this generous host who invites all to come, that God wants a full house. And that links with our passage today here in Mark. He called those he wanted and they came to him that they might be with him. Our generous God wants a full house and it starts with an invitation. Our calling as Christians starts with an invitation to intimacy with Jesus. We are generously invited into that. Let's be grateful to that. Let's dwell in that. Let's lean into that at the beginning of this series, that that's what we're invited into, that he is generous. The invitation depends on generosity. And that's what we get invited into. And the second thing is that the invitation that we're given is to proximity and friendship. That first and foremost as Christians, that's what we're called into. He called those he wanted and they came to him that they might be with him. The primary call of Christ is friendship and proximity. It's easy to start to think, you know, Jesus calls me because he's got a job for me to do. I'm called because he wants me to serve him in some way. Now, sending out the disciples to do all the cool ministry stuff was an important part of the deal. And it very much was part of the deal. But it wasn't the primary thing. This passage is a timely reminder that before we are called to do anything else, we're called to be his friends. That is where our value and our identity is. God didn't primarily choose you to use you. Yes, he's got plans for you. Yes, he wants to use you. But his primary call on your life and my life is friendship. There is an invitation to intimacy with Jesus. And it's out of that that everything else happens. Last weekend, I sat in the garden with a small group of friends celebrating one of their birthdays. Here is this little group of friends out in the sun, enjoying the wonderful rule of six, enjoying some birthday celebration together. And it was just so lovely to see them. I've known these women for more than 20 years. But do you know what was good about that afternoon together? It was being together. It was just being together. It wasn't about doing jobs or serving together or being active or having a common cause or getting things done, all of which are good. And incidentally, as Christians together, we've actually done all of those things together over the years. We, we've all served together in different ways. But that occasion was a blessing because it was about friendship and friendship that comes first. It's friendship that unites us and everything else comes from that. So I could easily spend a couple of hours with these friends just being together. And that was enough to make it a wonderful afternoon. 
let's not rush to the doing that we forget that we're called to friendship with Jesus first. He wants your friendship and mine. He wants your intimacy, your love, your time, your commitment to being with him. The Greek word for appointed in verse 14 in our passage is an interesting one when it says that Jesus appointed the 12. It literally means to make. Christ made them, called them, named them. Some translations say he ordained 12. The word is used elsewhere when it means to appoint people to an office. Jesus set apart these disciples as his apostles and he did that by calling them to be with him. Now, yes, God has got work for us to do. He wants us to do stuff as we serve him for the kingdom. But we start from friendship, at his generous initiative. It's he who calls us and appoints us. To, he's the one who does the inviting. And this bunch were a motley crew for sure. When you look at the list of, of names in that passage there of who Jesus called, you know, they're not the most educated men. They're not the nobles. They don't have an incredible track record. They were actually outsiders to the religious establishment of Jesus' day. Four of them were uneducated fishermen. There's a political zealot in the mix there. There's a tax collector who'd sold out to the Romans and collected taxes for them. Twelve motley crew, twelve ordinary people whose paths would actually never normally cross. And God said, I choose you. I want my house to be full. You're invited. Come and be with me. This COVID season has highlighted how important it is to cultivate our friendship with Jesus. We have been separated for so long from some of the things that so many of us find crucial to our faith. Being together in a church building, singing together, worshipping together, sharing communion, being in home groups in people's homes. I pray that we're back to doing some of those things very soon. But in the meantime, if ever there was a time to lean into our friendship with Jesus, it's now. To remember that our primary calling is not to do, but to be. That we have proximity and friendship with him. And we're to feed that and enjoy that. Because it's from that that everything else overflows. That we're not to neglect that. So invitation depends on generosity. We're invited to proximity and friendship. And the final thought is something of a paradox. Because it's that the invitation requires intention and action. Being called to be sounds like you kind of sit back and just let it happen to you. I'm just going to be. But actually being with Jesus needs our intention. Jesus was up on a mountainside, verse 13. He'd prayed all night and he had these 12 names and he called them and it says they came to him. They climbed up that mountain to be with him. I saw this clip this week, which I just want to show you. It's a clip of a brown bear cub and its mother climbing a steep, snowy hillside. Have a look at this for a moment. He made it. <laughs> I was willing him on. He wanted to be with his mother, and so he had to keep persevering to climb up that mountainside to be with her, a great example of determination and focus taken by some drone footage. This passage we are looking at today reminds us that God is generous in his invitation, that he calls us to be with him in friendship. But you still have to intentionally climb up that mountain to be by his side. The 12 followers needed to respond and decide. 
You can't slide into friendship with Jesus. And you have to make ongoing choices to stay in that posture of being with him. Friendships take time and energy, don't they, to maintain. And it's worth it when we invest in them. Let's lean into our friendship with the one who calls us to be with him in any number of ways that might be useful to us. To choose, again, the habits of prayer and Bible reading, to intentionally be with him, to commit going forwards to church in whatever form it takes when it might not feel so ideal for you, to be with the one who restores in ways that are helpful. I'm conscious that this year, 2021, with all that's happened with the pandemic, uh, emotional health is a priority. So many of us have struggled so much with our mental well-being and our emotional health this past year. Actually, one of the brilliant things for our mental health is being with Jesus. One of the things that I'm trying to do is to practice a bit more mindful meditation, where I set aside some time just to be with Jesus with no agenda. And it's being so helpful to me. I commend it to you. Yes, I have times of reading my Bible. Yes, I have times to pray. But I'm also just trying to carve some time. And it might only be a few minutes just to be with Jesus with no agenda, and just to say, I want to come and be with you in friendship, to be in his presence, to allow myself to feel loved and reassured and energised, to bring him all that I have at that time. A kind of mindful approach, a meditative approach to being with Jesus for the benefit of my mental health as I seek to be with, in friendship with Jesus and as I try to serve him. This year has stolen away so much from us. So many of us are still reeling from all that the pandemic has taken. What does it look like for us today and in the days ahead to hear Jesus say, come be, come and be with me. I want proximity and I want friendship. What can we do to intentionally put things into place that will help us to be with him? I'm grateful to Roger's message last week where he talked about the privilege of the invitation and the benefits and the responsibility. And there's a similar echo here as we think about what it means to come follow last week and come be this week. Two sides of this coin of discipleship that Jesus calls us to come and be with him and follow him. We are grateful for the privilege and the benefits and there's a responsibility to us there too, as disciples of Jesus. Let's pray together, shall we? And as we pray, I just want to encourage you to spend a moment. Why don't you just pause and digest some of the thoughts from this passage, and then we'll pray. What does it mean for you today that Jesus calls you out of his generosity to proximity and friendship? What is he saying to you? And what does it mean that to come and be with him requires intention and action? Lord Jesus, we thank you for the glorious invitation in the gospel. We want to come 
we want to come to you today. Thank you that we can know friendship. Would you fill us with your spirit, help us to lean into our friendship with you, to find our identity in being with you first, before we then take that responsibility to go and serve you in our world. Give us what we need today, we pray, and speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.